What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Turn on the Jets Live. I'm your host, Steven Zantz, joined by my co-host, Steven Russo. It, it felt like the Jets had lost so long. How are you feeling? We were due for one of these shows. I'm I'm re- I'm a little bit down in the dumps. How you going? How you doing? <laughs> Same. I don't know if it's uh, the level that I was at after that Patriots loss, but it's certainly close. It, it, you know, I think salt in the wound because of the way that Sunday went, all the three other AFC East teams lose. You, you know, the Jets are, are four and three with a shot to make themselves five and three, half game out of first place. The AFC in general is kind of mid, and you, you think they could be there right yep. in the thick of it. And to show up on national television on Monday Night Football with that offensive performance, um, it, it, it was a tough pill to swallow. So, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm in a rough spot right now. And, and I don't know. I hate to be – the NFL is a week-to-week league and things can change very quickly. But right now, man, the Jets offense is, is struggling mightily. And I it's it's hard to see the light at the end of the tunnel. But uh, before we get into our rants, how you doing, man? How you feeling after, uh, yeah. after that debacle on Monday? It was terrible. I, I got so frustrated. I, I like wanted to turn the game off like a hundred times. I obviously didn't until like maybe like 30 seconds left, but I was just tired because it was late. But to be honest with you, it's it's just I feel like we're it's Groundhog's Day. We're dealing with the same thing that we were dealing with last year. Um I, I I'm getting very frustrated and I shouldn't because it's like kind of silly at this point with the defense of Zach Wilson. Listen. I'm not going to write my uh, open letter to him because of like what he said last year, like I did for Badlands. I understand that he's doing the best he can, but the best he can is not good enough. And I, I don't, I know that every offensive problem that's happening is not a hundred percent on his shoulders, but what's frustrating me is that there's never been a consistent uh, sign of progress from him. And he's holding the offense back. I'm not saying it's going to be, you know, the greatest show on turf Rams, but I just feel like you, you got to just shake things up. I can't watch him anymore. It's just, he has no internal clock. He's holding onto the ball forever. He's just, you know, he's throwing hospital balls. I mean, I, I feel like Garrett Wilson, Al Lazard, who we could talk about him a little bit, and Xavier Gibson and even Brees all almost got killed. And it's just like, they're scoring one touchdown a game. I saw I saw this tweet right before we went live. Young Ho Koo has more points accumulated than Zach Wilson. It's it's a tr- double actually. He has sixty points compared to Zach's thirty. That's pathetic. It's it's two thousand twenty three. I'll, I'll rant on him more later, but I, I need to get a little bit of that off my chest because I can't take the Zach Trithers anymore. It's it's so yeah. infuriating. It, it is, and I I struggle to even understand why they're still out there as objectively as you can look at these things i just can't see how i get like the offense has major problems across the board right but if you were to put it in a pie chart i don't know how anyone can see that zach wilson isn't the biggest part of that i i don't understand he he shoulders most of the blame like yes the the play calling is an issue nathaniel hackett has not done a good job thus far And, Mm -hmm. you know, listen, it's been eight games. Like, it's time to get out of the Aaron Rodgers shell. Like, that's it sucks, but it's over. The pre-snap penalties, all penalties are a problem. The Jets are consistently shooting themselves in the foot. Drop balls are a problem. The offensive line is clearly clearly a problem. But you can't look at this and tell me that Zach Wilson isn't the biggest issue that they are facing on offense. He, to your point, he's got no internal clock. So when you combine that with a bad offensive line with Billy Turner, who was a turnstile against Joey Bosa and, and Khalil <laughs> Mack, 
it's just not a good combination, but there's really, there's just no sense for him in the pocket. There's not much sense for him outside of the pocket anymore. A big draw for Zach Wilson when the Jets drafted him was his off schedule plays. But now it's to the point where he scrambles. He's got a first down, you know, in his back pocket. If he just runs to the left for eight yards and he instead flips it to Michael Carter, who's in coverage. And that's a that's a, a wasted opportunity to convert a third down. We've seen consistently how he rolls out and instead of throwing back across the middle like he used to and getting picked off, he refuses to throw the ball out of bounds now. So it's a sack. I just we've been holding on to throws that he makes or a quarter or two of good plays and hoping that that's the reality where in actuality, he's just not a good quarterback. We're clinging to two and a half quarters of really good play against the Chiefs, but we're very easily forgetting that he did make a costly mistake in that fumbled snap against the Chiefs. Now, granted, the refs allowed the Chiefs to keep that ball and never give it back to us. But in the end, listen, that turnover sealed the game for the Jets, and they never got a chance to to match that. Any other game, I mean, it, it, he's not the reason that we've won. We've won in spite of him, or he just hasn't lost it. I mean, you look at... Has he cut the interceptions down? Yes. But turnover-worthy plays, fumbles. I mean, he had three fumbles against Denver that very easily could have been recovered by them. Mm-hmm. You know, he had the turn, he had a turnover against Philadelphia. He had a turnover against the Giants that directly led to points. And he had two fumbles on Monday night that directly led to touchdowns by uh Los Angeles. So it's like, at what point do we just call a spade a spade? And, and we can get into the Robert Sala weird answer on the Michael K show. Like I I don't, I don't know what is happening, but at this point and to your point, I don't know why any change just for the sake of change isn't a positive thing. I don't see how anything could be worse than what we're seeing on Sundays and Mondays from this kid. And it's not him. The person I like Zach, the person I think he's doing and saying all the right things. Zach Wilson, the human outside of one post game comment last year after the new England that was shitty. He's a good kid, and I'm rooting for him. But yeah, not, like, this is yeah, this is big boy nothing personal against no, him. No, not at all. He's just not an NFL quarterback. And it's yeah. it, it's it's this is a championship defense, a championship caliber defense that is being wasted because the offense simply they can't score points and forget about being good from 20 to 20. Like on on Monday night, they weren't good at all. No, it's it's just it's so frustrating. And I, I love the point you brought about the fumbles and turnover worthy plays. It's like, cool. You're not throwing interceptions, but fumbling the ball isn't better. It's the yeah. same. Yeah. It's just, it's, it just looks better from a passing stat standpoint because it's not showing up like in your quarterback rating. It's not obviously negatively impacting your completion percentage, but it's still bad. And it's just like, I can't like take anyone seriously who makes these comments about that. It's like, he doesn't score touchdowns. CJ Stroud threw five touchdowns on Sunday. This guy has five all season. Like, what do you mean? And honestly, two of them were, you know, Garrett Wilson making the, one of the greatest catches the Jets ever made because it was a terrible throw. And Brees Hall taking a two yard pass, breaking 10 tackles, going to the house. So it's like, I'm sorry. It's like, you need to just shake it up. It's just to see, like, they both can Boyle or Simeon. I prefer Simeon at this point because Boyle, I don't think, is any has any ability at all when you look at his college stats and his three starts in Detroit. But it's like you have to just give somebody else a chance. 
Trevor Simeon has 20 more touchdowns, like the same amount of starts as Zach Wilson. I know he's no good, and the Jets beat up on him last year when they uh, when they played the Bears, but like that Bears team was terrible, and in 2021, Simeon led them into a couple wins. It's a team that was similarly constructed the way the Jets are. You know, they had a good running back in Kamara. They had a good receiver in Michael Thomas. They had a good defense, and he just did what he needed to do, and I truly think he could at least be functional. I think that they could maybe get to the 17 to 20 points. I'm not saying he's going to throw three touchdowns every week, but he could get you maybe at least two. Like mm -hmm. Zach hasn't even had a game where he's thrown three touchdowns in three seasons. That's ridiculous. It's 2023. It's the golden era of passing. Like how could we. Oh, the, the, the reality is, you know, this game on Monday fell over after the punt return. And you, you just felt it. And it's too often. I didn't, I didn't feel that way, but I didn't feel good about it. Yeah. Once they were down 14. It's, it's insurmountable. It, and I, you know, I'm I, first of all, let me start by saying I'm never rooting for injuries to anyone. No. Right. But I had the thought go in my head. Like you're looking at Justin Herbert's left middle finger and you're like, oh man, like what, like what if that knocked him out? That'll give the Jets a better chance. But then I realistically think about it and I'm like, Justin Herbert and the Chargers offense has nothing to do with this game. Like nothing. nothing to do. It is all about the Jets offense and if they can manufacture anything. And right now they can't. The Chargers defense is terrible. They're in the bottom part of the league. They're, I think they're 31st or 32nd, right, overall. Something and the, Yeah, and, it's and very the, low. And the Jets manufactured six points. They can't get in the end zone. Even in garbage time, they couldn't find the end zone. The best games that we've had on offense in Zach Wilson's tenure as a Jet have been quarterbacked by other people, by Joe Flacco, by Mike White, by Josh Johnson. If that's not the indictment you need to make a change, I don't know what is. And it's it's to the point where we're all just bashing our heads against the wall. Yes, there are other things. There are other problems with this offense. They lack playmakers outside of Brees Hall and Garrett Wilson. But this kid is just simply not the answer. He's not doing anything that proves that he's the best option for this team right now or, or really ever. And it's just, it, it's frustrating. And I know that, you know, he comes out and he says, we're just as frustrated. We're probably more frustrated. I get it. But right now it's not happening. The product on the field is just not there. There are too many things wrong, but he is 1000% the biggest problem right now as to why this offense can't get in the end zone. Yeah. I mean, look, you, you look around the league, you see other guys who fill in and they're significantly better. Like, at least Tyson Bajan, who's going to start tomorrow again for the Bears, he scores touchdowns. Yeah. I mean, they're not necessarily winning, but at least they can put up points and have sustained offensive drives. I mean, Josh Dobbs this is the, be the best example you can think of. The guy didn't even know his teammates or the system or the or the calls, and he still scored three touchdowns last yeah. week. Like, I can't. Against a pretty good Atlanta defense, too. Yes. Don't... Yes. Like, I, I, yeah. I, I, it's, it's pathetic on their part that they allowed it, but you have to give credit to the quarterback. And – he even was frisky with Arizona. I know they were one and seven with him or whatever they are. I can't remember if they're one, six or one, seven, but at the same time, he was at least putting together like sustainable performances where they looked okay. And like, it's just, you got to just do something different. Like you, you can't, you can't get five new offensive linemen. You can't get new receivers. You can't get new like running backs, but running backs clearly got the problem unless you're putting Dalvin cook in the game or Michael Carter, just activate Izzy. That's one thing to do. But you, but you could change the quarterback, and sometimes, even if the player is not necessarily the biggest upgrade in the world, I know Joe and Connor were talking about this on Badlands yesterday, 
10% better than Zach Wilson could make all the difference in the world. 10%. I'm not asking for 50%. 10%. Like, you know, maybe scoring 17 points on average a game. Maybe. That's And that that's truly all we need. And I just – it really just feels like everything – on offense needs to be absolutely perfect for for Zach Wilson to succeed. But that's not that's never going to happen. That's in the not NFL. reality. It's not reality, but that's how it feels. And it's like if Garrett Wilson doesn't make this acrobatic sideline catch on first down, then oh well, that's three and out. Or if Zach Wilson sails the first ball to CJ Uzama, well now we're behind the eight ball. Zach Wilson misses an easy uh, a slant to Garrett Wilson that should have been a touchdown. All these things need to go perfectly, and, and they're just not. It's not reality, and it's not the Jets. The the penalties, the 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 pre snap penalties, the in play penalties, the the good first down plays that are are you know wiped out because of a stupid penalty. All these things they happen in the NFL. Now it seems like they happen more often to the Jets, but either way, these are things that offenses typically overcome. I always go back to the the Devonte Smith drop. Uh, in the Philly game against the Jets, right? Yep. Like, imagine if that were Garrett Wilson. Imagine Jets fans' reactions if that happened and that were Garrett Wilson, and he dropped that in a spot like that. But for the Eagles, our good team, a good offense, it's just like, yeah, listen, shit happens. You wipe it off, you move forward. But that would be catastrophic for a Jets offense because they need everything to be absolutely perfect around Zach Wilson to have a successful offense. I, 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 I'm really, I'm struggling to find where the reasoning is for why to keep him in here and, and how anyone can have grounds to say he's still our best option, how how anything isn't better than what he is putting out right now on the field. So he may – so I'll, I'll leave with this, and then we can move on to other topics because we've basically been talking about this for almost 15 minutes. He may be their best option. I'll be honest with you. There's a chance that Simeon or Boyle could be worse. But you have to at least – find out yes like you need to at least just do something and honestly maybe just sitting him for a week or two can just clear his head a little bit and if you have to go back to him you can it's like there's no mike white that you could just like throw out there or god god help me flacco i don't want to see flacco because he's just so frustrating but flacco's probably better at this point i mean i hate to say it but i don't really want him on the team but it's just you gotta just try something else because it's literally insanity to keep doing the same thing you can't win games consistently by scoring one offensive touchdown a game, you will literally crumble and they will lose five games in a row. Like they lost seven. What they lose seven last year? Yeah. They lost six in a row. Six in a row. End the season. Oh, but yeah. God. All right. the, the offensive woes that we've dealt with as Jets fans for a long time now, like too long, really, from 2020 till now and really the first part of 2019 as well. I don't know how we're enduring it. It's it's god awful. We have been in the basement of the NFL in terms of offense. And I am just I'm sick and tired and I know that I know you and I have talked about it. I know every Jets fan on Sunday watches Red Zone and says, "Man, it looks like 31 teams are playing a completely different sport." Well, I'll say 30 because the Giants are just about as bad as we are right now. But 30 teams like, are they're they're are down playing to a different under- sport. Yeah. They're down to an undrafted free agent rookie quarterback who still had two touchdowns in two weeks. Yes. Like and okay. and eight touchdowns in eight games, it's just not good enough. There's got to be something that can be done to, to get it right. And I, I honestly, I, I don't know if there's light at the end of the tunnel, and that's the sad part. <laughs> okay, really quickly, we'll transition else. I know you're talking about we feel like we've been enduring this for so long. So 
Bill Barwell put out a tweet earlier today. Ten worst offenses through week nine over the last decade by EPA per play. There's three Jets teams in the last decade that have been there. We have this one. We yeah. have Darnold's rookie year, so the 2018 Jets. Wow. And then we have the 2019 Jets. <laughs> and 2020 wasn't on there? 2020, 2020 they scored points. They were just they were so they were just so inept on defense. Oh, they were bad on 2022. But I, okay, no, but wow. they scored I'm, points. They, I know. Just, I'm surprised that 2018 was up there. I thought for the first part of the season they were pretty good. They hung, they hung 40 on Denver. They hung 40 on Indianapolis. They were pre- actually 34 on Denver. I want to say 40 on Indianapolis. They were they were not bad. Yeah, but Sam had a couple games where they couldn't do anything. Remember the Miami disaster that they oh, had? That was yeah. That but one, the Jacksonville surprising. game. Um, yeah, it's just, it's, uh, it's, it's, a, it's just, it, I don't even know what it's to say sad. anymore. It's sad. Um, we could, we could talk about some good things though. I mean, the defense is awesome. I mean, like they're getting a consistent pass rush by rushing four, which is amazing. I sometimes feel like three, yeah, sometimes three <laughs> Bryce Hoff, absolute stud. Uh, JJ is amazing. Yes. I know he just needs to be a little bit smarter. I was I was actually waiting for that flag on him when he made that one play. I was mm-hmm. waiting for that flag. We also got a roughly the faster call for the Ooh, first time in two years. <laughs> it's the little things. It's the little things to celebrate. But yeah. yes, this defense is next level. And I think they're starting to prove uh kind of the you know the, the preseason banter and DJ Reed saying we could be 85 bears level. I think that's obviously excessive. The 85 bears are on a, a whole other level, but this defense is starting to really establish themselves as a, a next level defense and top five, top three, maybe, you know, maybe top one in this league. The way that they pressure quarterbacks is insane. And really they have a top linebacker duo, a top cornerback trio. And the safeties are playing well. Like Whitehead and Tony Adams are is a good safety duo. They're not tops in the league, but That's they're fine. good. They and and them. and you don't need to be because of the way that the Jets get out, the way that the D line gets after the passer. Um, they made Justin Herbert is a very good quarterback. The Chargers' offense is a good offense, and they yeah. made him look pedestrian. And like we said in the he opening, was like this he was this was not this game was not about the Chargers' offense at all. They the Jets did every. I mean, in, in all reality. You could say they held him to what six points, 13 if you're being generous, right? Like it's insane what they're able to do with the amount of pressure that is put on them. And there's little things that happen, like turnover worthy plays. Would I have loved it if they fell on a couple of fumbles? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And the one thing, like, you know, I know that uh, our boys, uh, New York J- NYJ Mike and Matt, like tweet out during the game. They're hilarious, by the way. One of them, uh, tweeted out about Michael Clemens not just falling on that fumble. And it's like, well, can you blame the guy? Like he's trying to score because he knows the offense can't do shit after that. Like I would try to pick it up and run with it too. Um, but this this defense is certainly, uh, it's it's really, it's almost more frustrating because you know how good this defense is and you know it's being wasted with just a god-awful bottom-feeding offense. This is the best defense they've ever had in my life. I think this is better. It's hard. It's like hard to say because you know they're not winning as many games as like 2010, but the consistency in the pass rush, the the, the corners are amazing. Like obviously we had Revis and Cromartie, but I feel like Sauce, Michael Carter, and DJ Reed just from top to bottom is better than what that trio was. I mean, Drew Coleman was good. Cromartie was really good. But it's just from top to bottom, it's it's unbelievable. And obviously the linebackers are insane. Yeah. I mean, Quincy and Mosley are awesome. So it's just it's so frustrating. And even another guy I feel like we don't even talk about, he's probably the most underrated player on the defense, is JFM. He's been yep. really, really, really good, good this year. 
The only defensive lineman who sucked has been Clemens. He had that stupid play on special teams where he went off sides, then he can't fall in the fumble, and he's had a couple penalties too. So it's it's just a shame. And and I feel bad for the special teams because they made their one mistake they've really made all year. And I can't get on them about it because they Morset's been awesome. Mm-hmm. Xavier Gibson, for the most part, has been very pretty good as a returner. And obviously Greg the Leg's been great. I'm like Every time he kicks now, I'm like, he's going to miss. Like, eventually, it's going to be frustrating. And it's like, they're they're awesome. I mean, I, really quickly, we could start talking about, um, you know, this, this uh, Raiders game. I did actually look to see, because Zach Rosenblatt of The Athletic put out three different uh, rankings of the defense. We have um, DVOA, that I think they're the fifth, they're number five. Um, what's it called? EPA, they're six. And PFF, they're number one. So... Oh. Take that for what it's worth. And then two of those special teams was number one. And then the other one was nine. And then offense is like 30 or 31st in every metric. Possible. Shocking. Shocking. Yeah. It's <laughs> like, it doesn't matter who the coaching staff is. The quarterback is the offense. Just can't get out of the damn 30s. But I will say this. When LaFleur was calling the plays, and I feel like we got to, we owe him an apology. His offense was working. The quarterback was the problem. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> like. I know they had to make a change. I know it was probably Woody driven, but at this, I don't think LaFleur was the problem. I just think he didn't maybe mesh well with players, but it's, you saw his offense be functional with other quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. I mean, we would like to see this with Hackett. I, I would think if Trevor Simeon was the starter, they probably will look a lot more functional and he'll call a different game, but it's, you know, remains to be seen at this point, but uh, any, any closing thoughts as we start thinking about this Raiders game? <laughs> No, I mean, yeah, I think your point about LaFleur is a very good one. I think he was just kind of the sacrificial lamb. And listen, you, you make the move for Hackett because it gets you Aaron Rodgers. But yeah, now a, that we're yes, and now that we're seeing Hackett without Rodgers, obviously the true colors come out a little bit. And it just doesn't feel like Hackett has the the feel for the game that Mike LaFleur did. Mike LaFleur, um, listen, did he struggle down the stretch? Yes, but I yeah. think we all know why that happened. And Maybe his honesty about what he was dealing with, you know, in terms of Zach Wilson was ultimately what doomed him. But either way, he was able to get gadgety to manufacture yards and manufacture points. And I think that's something I'd like to see Hackett do a little bit more is get a little bit more creative. Like the Jets set foot in the red zone one time on on uh, Monday night, you know, earlier in the game. And on second down, they go to this jumbo package. They run two guys out. They're both covered. Zach Wilson takes a 10-yard sack. And the next play takes another sack. And then next thing you know, it's fourth and 27 or whatever it is. So they got to kick a field goal. So I just think that, you know, Hackett doesn't is not finding himself a, a feel for the game, a feel for the rhythm of the offense. And he's not doing anyone any favors in terms of establishing that rhythm so they can get anything going. Um, yeah, I mean, it's easy to say. I miss the floor. Shit, at this point, I miss Jeremy Bates. Like, you know, like this is – And John Morton. And John, John Morton. Morton. Uh, yeah. Like, it's it's all – you know, I, I miss Paul Hackett. Shit, he, he got his teams to the playoffs with <laughs> decent offenses. I mean, I don't know. Yeah, it's – um. The, the offense it's been it's been a struggle to say the least but that's yeah i guess that's my we're us closing the book on the offense in the in the chargers game i i just want to say al lazard is terrible and that money is burning every single week i mean i get it you know he's not getting great passes thrown his way but the penalties the drops he had five drops and what is he he has what like 200 yards on the season we're paying this guy 11 million dollars i mean and i get it it was a rogers tax as well and i do think if rogers was playing he'd be much better but the drops are something that plagued him in green bay one of my friends who's a packers fan literally is like 
you guys can have him. He drops the ball all the time. And he's right. It's like Chaz yeah. still an X. I know. I, I chose to like turn a, a blind eye to that because I did watch probably more Packers games than I typically do last year. And it seemed to be a common thing. I think that, you know, the penalties are obviously it's it's crazy to me. But the biggest thing is like you're six five, like go up and get that ball. Like that wasn't a bad ball that was thrown down the left sideline to him mm-hmm. on Monday night. Like go up and get it, man. You're six five. You got this guy. You're overshadowing this guy by five, six inches. Like go get it. And those are some of the frustrating things. Like I, I get it. Zach Wilson is nowhere near Aaron Rodgers, but at the same time, like you got to make the best of your opportunities. And right now he is not, he's dropped way too many balls. He's had way too many penalties. He's just not been the guy that I think we were, uh, we were hoping for when we signed him. And you couple that with Corey Davis unexpectedly retiring the jets, not doing anything to replace him. You, you know, I don't know. There's a whole lot of issues on offense. It's, it's, it's beyond any one thing. Can Brownlee get on the field? I don't think he could be any worse than what we're seeing out of these receivers yeah. right now. Other and, than yeah. I know. And I, I mean, we talked about getting Corey Davis back, you know, last week and I would, I would, I don't think it's happening either. I would welcome it, but really, you know, two big mistakes of this, uh, um, of Joe Douglas really this off season, one, obviously not getting a legitimate backup quarterback to back up Aaron Rodgers, And mm-hmm. then two is, is standing Pat, um, after Corey Davis retired, you know, I think we all felt I was one that was really upset that we missed out on OBJ because I thought about this and I'm like, you mm-hmm. know, I, I even for the money, I'm like, you know what? Like just to have it, I, I don't want to regret not having it when the time comes. And now I'm kind of feeling that way. But especially after Corey Davis retired, they didn't do anything. And so now, you know, Randall Cobb's inactive. Brownlee's still inactive. You got Malik Taylor and and Xavier Gibson. And Z, you know, Xavier Gibson looked good actually on Monday night. I thought yeah, he, he had his best game on game. offense. Yeah. But you know, Lazard isn't what he's cracked what we thought he was going to be. And and now, you know, this is where we are. Outside of outside of 17 and 20, the offense is nothing. It's it's really, really sad. And Uzama think, stinks. Yeah. I, and I hate to say that too, because I like him as a guy, but Uzama stinks. He's good as a blocker, but not as a pass catcher. I think I think um Conklin's okay, and I think Rucker deserves more playing time. I think yes. those two guys can be something, but again, they're not gonna be, you know you know, Travis Kelsey in his prime or, you know, how Sam Laporte is looking right now, but they could at least catch the ball. And I think that there's something, but yeah, it's just this offensive ineptitude is just so gut wrenching and I can't take it anymore. Like I just want to score some points, man. I just want to have some fun. It's just, these games are not, there's just so it's like literally like hemorrhoids watching this. (laughs) Anyway, they're going to Vegas on Sunday night. I will be flying on a plane when this game is going on. I'm hoping that I can at least stream it on my phone. I, I think there's a lot of ways you can look at it. I, I know that the the Jeff fans and us, you know, tomorrow and probably Friday are going to be like, oh, you know, we could beat the Raiders. They have Aiden O'Connell, at quarterback, whatever. It's an interim head coach. They had like their get right game after the Josh McDaniels experience ended. But at the end of the day, until the Jets can score points, I'm not going to believe them that they can beat anybody. And I'm not saying that they can't beat this team, but Max Crosby is one of like the three def- three best defensive linemen in football this year. And he's going to have a field day with this offensive line. I mean, I think Billy Turner is probably not going to play because he has a broken hand, but it doesn't matter because this guy literally makes everybody's life hell. Um, I do think that they're going to be able to run the ball against us. That's definitely one of the one soft spots of the defense. Um I think that they'll have they'll be able to get some turnovers. A rookie quarterback like Aiden O'Connell, who I think had a bunch of turnovers against the, his uh, against the Chargers in his first start, it's definitely going to be you know an opportunity for this defense. But again, 
can the offense score? And if they don't, I don't really know how they can win this game. What do you think? The only way the Jets win this game is if the defense manufactures points on their own. If we get a, a pick six and a, and a fumble return for a touchdown, I mean, that's the only way. I really I, – I hate to say it because I want to believe, and I'll certainly probably talk myself into the Jets winning come Sunday morning, but – at this point, like I really, it's it's nothing about the Raiders' offense. Just like it was nothing about the Chargers' offense. It, it Aiden O'Connell, you know, I mean, the Jets, we faced Tommy DeVito, and still we're on the verge of losing. I, I don't, you know, Max Crosby is the number one thing that worries me. Um, Billy Turner was awful on Monday night. I'd like to say that him being, I never again, I never wish anybody hurt but maybe that's a blessing in disguise but i really don't know what they're going to do i don't know if dwayne brown's ready it doesn't sound uh optimistic um i don't know if they're going to activate roger saffold and play him at guard and maybe kick max mitchell out uh, again to right tackle if you're not doubling max crosby on every play you're making a mistake unless he's matched up with becton but if it were me i would line him up i would line max crosby up over the right tackle every play all you know all game long uh and not look back but Aiden O'Connell aside, it doesn't it doesn't matter. I mean, Devontae's Devontae. Josh Jacobs is a very good running back. I'm not worried about the Raiders' offense. I'm worried about the Jets' offense and if they can score points. And right now, I don't see any way for them to do that, um, regardless of the defense that they're playing. Do you think it's possible if Zach struggles that they actually yank him? I I, I don't. Not if I, they not if Tim Boyle is the guy behind him, and, and I don't think they're going to dress Simeon. I just like, don't see it. Like why? Like why can't they just dress Simeon? I don't get it. I don't it. know. Uh, do they think that Zach Wilson's psyche is that frail to where he can't handle? Uh, I know, but clearly, clearly something is going on to where they think that they can't do anything with this kid. I don't understand it. You know, all we can do is speculate because nobody knows. Um, but I, they should have a quick hook with them, but they're not going to. And it's sad. Do you want to talk about the conspiracy theories with Robert Sala about what's going on? Uh, you know, I mean, we can touch on it. I thought it was a very strange answer. I listened to the clip from uh, our our boy uh, Boy Green, um, and then I listened to the full uh, the full interview. And you know, Sala, I credit him. He's honest on there, and I think I think he's true to his word. And they really did. It sounded like he was a guy that the he was a guy that couldn't answer the question because the question shouldn't be directed at him. That's yeah. how it felt. It felt like he wasn't the one that was really um, in charge of making that decision. And he didn't know how to answer it. There's always ways that you can answer a question without really answering it and having coach speak. And he was just honest. And he's like, I, I, I don't know. You got me there. I Joe Douglas the is the king of that. Just not yeah. answering the question. I, yeah. I, I truly believe that this is a Joe Douglas thing. And I'll, I'll tell you why, because Think about it. If he, there were so many opportunities from you know March to July to August to last week where they could have actually gotten a serviceable backup quarterback, and he sat on his ass. So to me, that signals Joe Douglas being stubborn, which he has been with other draft picks. I mean, Braden Men was here one season too long, and that was a frustrating thing. So I truly feel like this is coming from upstairs. I mean, I don't know if it's just like Woody. But Joe Douglas refusing to give them any serviceable option, just and not and like they're not activating Simeon. It, it has to be coming up. Soon. It doesn't make any sense and, to me if it's not. And I I don't disagree with you. But again, the 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 question that you have to ask is why. Like, how much more proof does anyone need? Joe Douglas, Robert Sala, Woody Johnson. You've seen this kid. 
for 30 games be unplayable at quarterback. You have seen shreds of glimmers of hope and loads and loads and loads of just unplayable quarterback play. So, like, what more does he need? What, do you want nine more games just to prove that you were wrong? Everyone in the NFL, every fan sees that he's not an NFL quarterback. So, I guess, yeah, I you think – You got Aaron Rodgers because I he know, I, I know it, but you, but why now? Like, you already you've, – you've benched him for Mike White. You benched him for Chris Strebler. You went out and got Aaron Rodgers. So, the, the answer is there. So why now is he stubborn and staunch on this particular thing? Like, and I don't think you're wrong, Steve. Like, I get it because I think the same way. I just wonder what's going through Joe Douglas's head to say, you know what? We have to play this kid because we're going to see this thing out. Like, what point does it prove? We're 30 games into his career. We all know the answer. We all know. Everybody knows the answer. So what, what more could come of this? I just, I don't see the reasoning why I wouldn't see it from Woody from Joe Douglas from Sala. I don't get it. It's, it's really mind numbing. And it's making, it's like, it's, it's an insult to not only our intelligence, but the intelligence of that entire locker room. Yes. And I feel like the only reason that there isn't like a mutiny right now is because maybe they see what a guy like Boyle and a guy like uh, Simeon looks like in practice. And they're like, all right, like, He's bad, but these guys are worse. Ugh. But like, it's just I don't understand. Like, like just try it. Yeah. Just try it. I, I, I know it's um, <laughs> it's really crazy. I just I I don't know. And you had listen, you made the move last year, and you saw the support. I mean, you know, Mike White, uh, the T-shirts in Minnesota, and all this stuff. And uh, so I don't know why it was okay last year. Maybe the comments, but the play justified it too. You know, like the comments so, was like just the ripping of the band. Yeah. Really and cool. I just, I, I don't get it. And you know what? I think you're, you're absolutely right. And Connor Rogers was awesome on, on SNY post game. And he's like, we're not dummies. We're not dummies. Like stop playing us. We're not dummies. This, you have botched this completely. And I, I agree, but we've spent three quarters of this episode on Zach Wilson. And because I, I just, <laughs> I see people fighting with people and I'm like, why? Like, I don't, what, I like, don't see like, it. Like, I, I joked about this in our Slack. I was like, I feel like with the since Elon Musk on Twitter, maybe they created bots that are trolling people because nothing maybe. else makes sense to me. Like if yeah. you have two eyes, and most people in my life who are Jets fans or even my friends who aren't, but obviously you know watch them because they live in this area, they're like, how could anyone go to bat for this guy anymore? And plenty of these people were like long before this were saying that he was not any good. But now it's like it's so beyond repair. I, I don't even know what to say. But let's pick this game. I I, I don't want to talk about this game. I'm going to get upset. I'm already yeah. upset. No, I'm I'm with you. <laughs> yeah. Um, um. All right. We'll go ahead and we'll we'll pick it again. I I really don't think this is anything um, more about. That's not what I want to say. I don't think this is this has anything to do with uh, anything other than the Jets' offense, and it's it's the trust in the Jets' offense to be able to do anything and manufacture any any points. And right now. I don't see it. I, I think right now the Jets offensive game plan is to try to keep your head above water and hope that 17 or 20 makes a miracle play that, that gets you in the end zone and, you know, bust one open. And I think defenses are starting to key on that. And it's, I mean, Garrett Wilson seeing double coverage all the time, Brees Hall, they're, they're gearing up against him because they know that Jets can't move the ball on offense. 
at this point, I can't pick them to win. I think uh, I think the offense still doesn't still doesn't score a touchdown, but I think they do get a defensive touchdown because that's just how good the defense is. And I think the offense puts them in a bad puts the D in a bad spot again. I think the Jets lose 17-13. Okay, I, I'm I'm feeling pretty similar to you. <laughs> I just don't think, like you said, they're, they're not going to score until they prove that they can consistently score. I'm not going to believe that they can. I'm not going to. And I'm not banking on this defense just carrying them every single week. Eventually, there's going to be, you know, play lapses in play because that's just the nature of football. There's there could be injuries, which could certainly impact the way the defense is playing. I mean, they've been fortunate to be very healthy for most of the season, but I can't pick them to win until they score. And that's just the bottom line. It sucks. Like if I knew going into this game that Simeon was starting, I picked up the win just solely because the team would be so juiced that there's not. Zach Wilson behind center and they actually maybe feel like they could score, but I don't feel that way. And I'm not going to lie to people who are listening or watching the show, uh, 17, 10 Raiders. I think that it's just going to be one of those games where we're so frustrated. There's going to be so many plays left on the field, whether it's on offense or defense, just because, you know, they're going to drop interceptions they could take to the house or, you know, Zach misses a wide open guy who could have been in for six or, you know, we saw a play was developing and he's just not hitting the guy. It's just, it's just infuriating, and I can't pick them, and I'm not going to. So, I, ah, maybe this, maybe this gets them motivated. Maybe they somehow they get a hold of this. I hope they don't listen. They have better things to do than listen to us talk about them. Yeah, but um, I mean, it's it's just crazy. You think back on Jets teams of the past, like you know, we mentioned 2018. They got a little spunky at the end of the year. I mean, Jeremy Bates kind of called a you know a pretty good offense. You think of 2017 with Josh McCown, like. You know, they were they weren't supposed to be anything. Uh, you know, that was the tank for Darnold year. And they really they weren't were supposed to they were fun. Like they they got off to a you know a halfway decent start, but at least they were able to kind of keep games interesting with Josh McCown and score points and and you know move the ball on offense. I mean, you think back to like weird years like 2013, they you know win a game, then get blown out, then win a game and get blown out. But like they still managed to be entertaining. And really it's just it's sad because for the last four years they've just been on offense they've been nothing outside of you know really a little streak in uh in 2022 where they were you know halfway decent uh on offense anyways like it's really been it's been boring football and that sucks like it really is not fun you, you get geared up man you juice yourself up for the game and you're like wow i'm just gonna sit here and watch paint dry for three hours because that's <laughs> what it feels like watching this offense i, I don't know what they have to do they they put some things together, you know, against I mean, Denver, they moved the ball, Kansas City, they obviously had some success. So what do they have to do to tap into things like that to be able to just move the tempo. ball consistently? And maybe tempo. that's it. And credit to them for for trying that because they did. They went up to it was working and it they they were like they were kind of moving the ball a little bit, but there's just too many things that are wrong. They got to start chopping them away one by one. You got to, you fix the old line, you cut down the pre-snap and, and, and play penalties. You, it's easier said than done. I know, but man, it's this, oof, it's been tough. <laughs> Real yeah, tough. I, I just, I don't know what to say. I listen, I'm hoping that they win, but I'm no not, confidence. I'm not they can do it. None. I, and there's no reason to have it other than the defense being amazing, but they can't score every play on defense. So. Yeah. It's just, you know, it is what that, it is. That's, I have the utmost confidence in their defense. Like, there's no way that unless the Jets, unless the offense puts the Raiders in, like, great position and puts the defense behind the eight ball, there's no way the Raiders score 20 points. There's just no, no way. And I, there's, like, 
Yeah, like, and the Jets are going to get after him. Like, and my hope is that Aiden O'Connell holds the ball for too long, and you know Bryce or, or JJ gets after him, and there's a you know a fumble, and they return it. But you can't rely on that. You you no. simply just can't rely on that. And it's until, not sustainable. Like, yeah, no, it's why it's, I got I got mad at people who are like celebrating so much, like the biggest victory when they beat the Giants. I'm like, it's not a sustainable way to win. Like you're literally going to lose to a team that <laughs> negative two yards passing. Like, it's just not sustainable. Yeah. But anyway. Uh, thank you for everyone who's tuned in. Whether you watch, you listen, we appreciate it. Make sure to subscribe on YouTube, youtube.com slash on Apple, Spotify, Amazon, Google Podcasts. Just search Turn the Jets Live. And if you have not, make sure you become a Badlands Patreon subscriber. Best premium Jets content. And an interview with Jets legend Jericho Cotri, which is awesome. If you have not heard it, sign up, listen. It's great stuff. And uh, there's plenty of great content cooking over on that feed. Also subscribe to Will's feed, turn on the Jets, not turn on Jets live, not to get confused with it. We appreciate all the support, and we'll talk to you guys soon.